So our reading this morning comes from Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 38, where we hear this. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid. Mary, you have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was, a, who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. Well, we've officially reached the build-up to Christmas. You can say the C word without people scorning at you, um, and you can see the, sense the expectation rising. And uh, this morning, it's the first Sunday of Advent, and so we're going to be looking over the next few weeks at this Christmas story and how it invites us all to encounter the joy and wonder of Jesus this Christmas time. And throughout the Christmas story, people, if you think about it, if you're familiar with the story, are constantly being invited into the story, being invited in to what God is doing. First of all, just before this passage that we've read today, the angel appears to Zechariah and invites him and his wife into the story as they're told that they will have a child who will prepare the way for Jesus to come. The child is then born, that becomes John the Baptist and prepares the way for Jesus to come. In a moment, or, or we just heard how Mary is in also invited into the Christmas story. And then in the weeks to come, we're going to hear how the shepherds and the magi and other people are all drawn into the story of what God is doing. His invitation for us to partner with him so that through us partnering with him, he can reveal the wonder of who he is and what he is doing in the world around us. Throughout the Christmas story, people are, are invited to participate, to see and encounter the joy of Jesus for themselves. And what was true 2,000 years ago is also true for us today. This Christmas, as we remember this familiar story of Jesus' birth, may we not just get lost in the familiarity of it, but may we also hear the invitation of Jesus to encounter him again this year. An encounter 
that not only changes the world, the whole course of history from BC to AD was hinges on this Christmas moment, but an encounter that can also transform our lives. So last week we were considering how we can manage our great expectations as we step out in faith and what that looks like as we put our faith in Jesus. And today we're going to hear how God can transform and go beyond our expectations as he invites us into his story. So I wonder this morning, how many of you have already received a Christmas party invitation? A few, a couple of people. How many people this Christmas are planning to host a Christmas party this year? A few people, okay, I know who I need to expect an invitation from, that's good to know. Um, Who's yet to get an invitation to a Christmas party, looks like me. Um, Yeah, a few people. Well, good news if that's you, because next week you've already received an invitation. You can come and celebrate with us as a church as we have our church Christmas party together. We'd love to see you there. But whether you're waiting for, uh, to receive a, a Christmas invitation or not, I'm fairly sure we will have never received a Christmas invitation quite like Mary does in our passage this morning. An invitation that no one could have expected. There she is, a young girl minding her own business back home in Nazareth, and all of a sudden, the angel appears to her, and she... Uh, and. I don't know if that's ever happened to anyone else here, but it certainly never happened to me, and I don't think it's the sort of thing that happens very regularly. This invitation was not only a surprise to Mary, but it was a surprise to everyone. Last week, we talked about having great expectations, but this week, we're going to talk about how God moves beyond our expectations. He uses unexpected people and gives them amazing invitations to join in with what he is doing. And this is what we see in this passage. And, it's what, and what is true for Mary is also true for us today. God wants to invite us all into his story. That's the heart of why Jesus was born. But as he invites us in, his invitation will go beyond our, our, even our greatest expectations. So how was this such an, why was this such an unexpected moment for Mary? Well, uh, before the reading that we heard today, an angel uh, appeared to a guy called Zechariah. Zechariah was a priest in the temple and he and his wife are told, as I mentioned earlier, that they're going to have a baby to prepare the way for Jesus to come into our world. Now, in some ways, some of you might have said, well, that's a, that's a fairly expected encounter. Isaiah was playing, or, or Zechariah, sorry, was playing with a fairly straight bat. He was a man of God, working in the place of God. He had an encounter with God. Of course, that's what you'd expect. Let's put it this way. If you walked out of church this morning and someone came up to you and said, I was in there and I just met with God this morning, I hope you wouldn't be surprised. But Mary's encounter with the angel was quite different. She wasn't in the temple. Um, She was at home instead, back in sleepy Nazareth, getting on with her life when all of a sudden the angel appears to her. God doesn't just meet us in holy temples or in sacred spaces. God is at work in all sorts of different places, in all sorts of different times. 
He's the God of all creation. As the psalmist says in Psalm 139, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. God is not limited to where and when, to certain places at certain times. He can turn up when we least expect it. And so the question for us this Christmas is, where might we least expect God to turn up in our lives today? Where might we least expect a God to invite us into his story? Do we expect him to turn up when we come to church? I hope so. But what about at work? What about in the pub? What about the work Christmas party? Um, or whatever it might be that you are doing, could it be that God could use you and invite you into what he is doing in that space? This Christmas, where might God move beyond our expectations? Where might he invite you into his story, into his plans, when you might least expect The angel appeared in an unexpected location, but also with an unexpected greeting. Verse 28 tells us that the angel says to Mary, Greetings, you who are highly favoured, the Lord is with you. Now, I'm sure many of us know uh, this greeting and are familiar with it. Um, And uh, sometimes, just as Dan said with the Lord's Prayer, as we prayed that beautifully earlier, sometimes the familiarity of it can help us or prevent us from seeing the significance of what is contained within it. Was Mary really highly favoured? An angel, a representative of God, turns up to this young girl in the middle of nowhere and says, you are highly favoured. Why? How? Mary wasn't an A-list celebrity, She wasn't a high priest like Zechariah, someone who would be recognized as having a position of spirituality and privilege. She wasn't even a man, someone who culturally would have been considered as the head of the household and therefore carrying the blessing of his family with him and therefore the favor of God. Mary was ordinary. There was nothing particularly significant about her She was just a young girl from Nazareth in Galilee. She didn't have a huge social media following. She didn't have a bright future. She hadn't proven herself to be wise and valuable to a local community. And even if she did, she was a girl. In that time, it was a very male-dominated society. It probably wouldn't have made a huge amount of difference. And yet God says to her, she is highly favoured as he invites her in to his story. God doesn't value people because of their position. He doesn't value people because of their age or their expertise. He doesn't value you because of how much money you have in the bank or how much money you give. God values the ordinary, the faithful, the humble people who are willing to give their lives in worship of him as he invites them in to his story. We too are invited into God's great story. We're invited to encounter the joy and wonder of Jesus just like Mary did. 
So may we never take it for granted, but may we remember that God moves beyond our expectations. He invites us in and says we are highly favoured even when we seem perfectly ordinary. Now, it would be fair to assume that if Mary was highly favoured, then everything was going to be nice and easy for her. But the blessing of being highly favoured probably went beyond Mary's expectation and also probably against what most of us would expect, what it looks like to be highly favoured today as well. Mary was about to become pregnant out of wedlock. As a result of, the, of this, the community around her would look down on her, despise her, maybe even extracise her, extradate her, separate her out, losing my words. Um, she would bring shame on her family. How do you think uh, people would respond to her in the community? And that's before she starts saying, well, you know I'm pregnant, but really I'm a virgin. God's the daddy, not me. I've not done anything wrong. How would you respond? Most people today, if that was said to you, would send you off to the, to, to, the, uh, to the hospital to go and get checked out. It was a crazy thing to say. Is this the way that people would... Uh, uh, does this sound like someone who is highly favoured to you? Mary was highly favoured, but the blessing of her favour was not what everyone would expect. There were many blessings that Mary would receive as she was invited into God's, all that God had planned for her. I imagine this Christmas that there's a few of us who might appreciate a son who can go and turn water into wine when the wine runs out without having to go down to the off-licence, for example. But Mary had front row seats as God prompt fulfilled the promise that people had been waiting for generations upon generations to see revealed. The message of the angel in verses 32 to 33 would have stopped any Jew at the time dead in their tracks. The description of what Mary's unborn child was coming to do echoes the promise that God makes to David all the way back in 2 Samuel 7 that the Messiah would come into the world to be the saviour of the world. There were great blessings to being highly favoured for Mary, but being invited into God's plan was not always easy for her, and it's not always easy for us. Mary was heavily pregnant, and she had to make the 90-mile journey on foot from Nazareth to Bethlehem to fulfil a prophecy. She gave birth, not in a nice, comfortable birthing suite, but in a borrowed stable. She didn't bring up her child in a place of peace and tranquility, but, in a, but, in a, but she had to flee from King Herod and live as a refugee. She lived her life with a son who was never normal. She saw her son nailed to a cross, crucified, innocent of any crime, and yet the angel says, you are highly favoured. May we never confuse the favour of God with the comfort that our world offers to us. May we never limit our understanding of God's favour to the blessings that our world wants us to value and embrace. God loves to meet ordinary people, to bless and reveal favour on their lives. And that includes each one of us here today. 
but the blessings of that, flav that favour might well go beyond our expectations. As we step into the invitation to be a part of the story that God has invited us into. The angel told Mary that she was highly favoured, but I'm sure she wasn't expecting that she was going to be then giving birth. How Mary could give birth as a virgin is one of the often asked questions that we come across as we celebrate the Christmas story together. And we don't have time to go into it in detail this morning, but Jesus was born of a virgin. Now, if, a vir if you are a virgin, a baby, I think it's safe to say, is the last thing that any of us are going to expect. And yet this is the God who goes beyond our expectations. Many people still struggle with this part of the Christmas story. Luke himself, the person who wrote this gospel, was a man of details, a man of fact and reason. And so for someone to say, like Luke, to turn around and say that Jesus was born of a virgin is significant. If he doubted it, he wouldn't have written it. But let's be honest, a baby being born of a virgin is a perfectly normal thing to doubt. Even Mary herself asked for some clarification. The angel spoke to her, said, I've got this plan for you. It's going to be great. You're highly favoured. It's wonderful. And Mary turns around and says, how will this be? When our expectations are exceeded, we can either doubt or we can be filled with wonder. So let's take a moment to embrace the wonder of what God does in Mary. He is the one who makes the impossible possible. He is the giver and the creator of life. Zechariah's wife was old and unable to have children, and yet God made it happen. It might bamboozle our understanding of science and biology, but God goes beyond our expectations even when we don't understand it. This Christmas, may we not limit God to what we expect or what we can understand, but rather let's be prepared to lay our doubts to one side and pick up the wonder and awe of what God can do as he moves beyond our expectations and as he invites us to be a part of it. Understandably, verse 29 tells us that Mary heard all the angels said and was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But even as she was feeling troubled and uncertain, she had reason to be confident. Having asked the angel how this would all happen, the angel replied to her, saying this, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. When we feel troubled and uncertain, God gives us comfort he gives us strength. He gives us support. He doesn't invite us into his story in our own strength, but he invites and empowers us to do what we could never do on our own. For Mary, this invitation was impossible. She couldn't have a baby on her own, but she was never alone. 
Instead, God sends his presence to her, her spirit upon, his spirit upon her, that through the Holy Spirit, um, he would overshadow her in all that lay ahead. I love this image of the Holy Spirit not, not only overshadowing Mary, but also each one of us as we step into all that God is inviting us to. When God invites us to step into his plans, into his story, we might well feel troubled. We might feel anxious. We might feel concerned. We might walk through some really tough and really difficult situations in our lives. But this Christmas, may we hear these words of comfort that the angel speaks to Mary. May we know the power of the Holy Spirit surrounding us and overshadowing us. As we step into his shadow, may we have the confidence to know that he will go with us into all that we face. He will empower us and enable us to do what God has planned for us to do. Nothing will overcome us because we are covered by the power of the Holy Spirit. And as the Holy Spirit overshadows us, as we step into that shadow, we can hold on with confidence. For as the angel proclaims in verse 37, no word from God will ever fail. He will always move beyond our expectations. When God invites us into the impossible, we can, we can always have confidence that he goes beyond expectations. Confidence that we do not go alone, that the Holy Spirit is with us. And if he is with us, then nothing can ever overcome us. Over the last few weeks, we've been looking at the Hall of Faith in Hebrews 11 and being inspired by the way in which they too encourage us to step out in faith. But as Mary is invited into the Christmas story to play her part in God's great big story, her response is one that the Hall of Faith would be proud of. When Zechariah the priest was invited into what God had planned, he was left unable to speak for months because of his lack of faith. He doubted what the angel said, but Mary the simple woman from Nazareth, not the Holy Priest, but the simple ordinary Mary, goes beyond expectations and shows Zechariah and all of us how we should respond as God invites us into his story. It might have felt impossible. It might have seemed unlikely and unexpected. But Mary understandably asks the angel, how will this be? But this question is not prompted by a lack of faith. Rather, having heard all that the angel had said to her, Mary simply and humbly responds by saying, I am the Lord's servant. May your words to me be fulfilled. This Christmas, we are invited in to encounter the joy and the wonder of Jesus entering into our world and into our lives. So this Christmas, may we too have faith to see beyond our expectations, 
May we have the faith to expect the invitation, or to accept the invitation and encounter the wonder of Jesus for ourselves. May we have the faith to serve our God as we step into his story. And may it be our prayer that his word, his plan, his will for our lives might be fulfilled as we humbly walk with him. Let's pray together. Lord God, we praise you that you are the God of the unexpected, your unexpected love for us, your unexpected grace for, to us, and the unexpected plans that you invite us to be a part of. Lord God, this Christmas, may we catch again the wonder of your invitation to encounter Jesus and be a part of your great plans for our world. Lord, we thank you for the wonderful promise that you have made to Mary that is also true for each one of us here today, that your Holy Spirit is with us and overshadowing us. This Christmas, may we too have the faith of Mary to not only hear your invitation to us, but to say afresh, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.